live from the 815. Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And Justin Tyson. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. First one of the new year, guys, 2020. Here we are in the studio. And we're going to start the new year by recapping last year? Yeah, pretty much. Actually, yeah. We should have done that last week. I know, but we, we weren't all in the office together uh, through the holidays, so we had some kind of ins days where some of us yeah. were here and some of us weren't. I this is our first day. We're all back together on a Friday to record. I think I'm going to talk to my boss, whoever coordinates this stuff. You know, they need to get a little kick in the ass. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to talk to them. Yeah. We'll find out who your boss is and we'll let them know. On this. Not my boss. Right, I'm, right, I'm right, boss, right, 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 like, right. You know, <laughs> your your podcast boss. Yeah, that's like, Justin. No, that'd be you. Yeah, that's Justin's the producer. Dog, producer, bro. Yeah, you got a problem with the you got a problem with the producer? He's the one who coordinates. Yeah. That would make me the producer. No, no, he produces. You coordinate. That's you're not. like, hey, we're gonna do this episode on this day. <laughs> you drop the ball. But anyways, so, Chris, hold, way, hold on. I, I think I think this is a great time to to dip into what each one of us do for the show. I think that's something I've had oh, listeners dude, you know, ask me about. I'll, I'll, perfect, I got this. Okay, I love to hear your breakdown. I work my nine to five. I get given a piece of paper. We'll be ready in a half hour. See you downstairs. That's my role. That's your role. That's my role. That's everything you put into the podcast is showing up. Most of the time. 99%. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. And then, and then Justin's role Justin, is he yep. has to deal with both of our stupid asses. True. And edit. And edit. Yep. And coach. He does do coaching. He does coach. Okay. Right? Give him his credit. Okay. Justin, don't roll your eyes at me. I'm, I'm Justin. I, I know. I know. You're, you're, you're like looking at me, yelling and at me, you, but Justin's the on. one giving you a look like and that's not you, true. And then you- you 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 definitely brainstorm. Yep. Okay. You definitely work a half hour before coming to me saying that we're ready to go and do an outline. You do that. Right. Okay. Um, but we've had some brainstorming sessions about what to do or what not to do. No, no. In, in all seriousness, the three of us talk very often about what we're going to do for the podcast. Yeah. So the three of us really do get involved with with putting these ideas together and, and producing some of this content. Justin has been a huge help for me uh, to jump in on, on episodes like History of the Power Stroke. Justin did half of all of the research, yeah. so so he also can jump in at times and do the research. He also has jumped in and hosted podcasts yeah. before. Uh, he's jumped in and done interviews with you at UCC. Well, I was just going to say the Interviews UCC, with me at DPC. Yeah, I mean, the UCC thing, you know, when we were there in 2019, I mean, Justin was a huge, huge help to me. Yeah. Uh, there were times where my anxiety was getting the best of me, you know, just a lot of people and having to go up to these people and not knowing how you're going to be uh, – uh, accepted you know sure and, you know and invited to you know to be able to talk to these guys can i say what that's that's something that's always crazy to me is how excited people are to talk to us when we have a microphone in our hands yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's wild very true but no uh no th this has been a really exciting and fun year justin's come onto the podcast full-time with us to work with us on all of the shows throughout 2019 uh he's done all of the editing so that's been a huge help mm -hmm. chris as much shit as we give chris Chris does jump in and help out a lot. Um, you, you know, we make this show happen, and it, it is, it is a labor of love, man. Every single week, we have to come up with a new topic, and I don't know how many times, it's it's we talk about it on Wednesday. Yeah. We have Thursday. some a whole bunch of ideas. Then we talk about it on Thursday, and we start eliminating ideas. Like, no, that's going to be too much work. No, we can't get a hold of that person. No, we can't do this. So we start eliminating stuff, and then Friday, which is the day we generally record, yeah. all of a sudden it's a mad scramble to like. Oh my God! What are we gonna do? We need to record this, edit this, and publish this today. Well, also, for the record, Paul and I have nine to five jobs because he mentioned he had a nine yeah, to five. He does. Yeah, he likes to throw have. that in there, like here, like well, this well, is just a side do. thing for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. No. no, we all have, we all have a nine to five. But I think that you know, at the, probably the last you know four months, five months, you know, Paul, we've with our listeners, we've asked if you have ideas, if you have a recommendation on what we should do an episode on. 
we're like being serious. You yeah. Know, Paul, myself, Justin, I mean, this is something now the podcast is what, three years, four years? Dude, it's like it's it's coming up on four years. Okay, three years of probably like yeah. legit serious, like, you know, gas pedal on the floor, you know, making yeah. it happen, doing the, the business of diesel podcast type thing. And I wouldn't say we're running out of ideas. That that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying like fucking help us. <laughs> you know, yeah. make things a little easier. You know, we could be a little more creative if there was just a little bit better of a, a starting line for us to kind of work off of. We don't know what you guys want to listen to. We hey, don't know what you guys want to hear about. One of the best places I've been pulling topics from is from our Facebook group. Yeah. So if you guys haven't jumped on and joined, it's been blowing up exponentially. Uh, we have more and more people joining the group every day. It's fans of Diesel Performance Podcast. You can find it through our Facebook page, Diesel Performance Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a great place to go. Talk about episodes, suggest ideas, ask questions. We have a lot of guys in there asking for like troubleshooting or maybe just uh, future build advice and things like that. It's a great place to go and get our community involved and, and kind of be a part of a whole bunch of guys and, and girls who who give a shit about this, right? So that, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, we really appreciate all of the, the listener participation. We get so many messages. We get emails. We get phone calls. Guys, we love it. It, it really keeps us moving. I just shot you one the other day, Chris. Yeah, no, there's been uh, – there, there. <laughs> There has been some love, some hate, some uh, <laughs> constructive criticism. There, I, been... I shot you two the other day. Now I know what you're talking about. So yeah. I shot Chris. I shot you one first. That's like, oh, God, and, and I feel so bad. I didn't print off off your name. Yeah. You know who you are, uh, but you shot us a message that just said, "Hey guys, I love the podcast. I will be building my truck emissions equipped in the future when I'm ready." Yeah. That that means a lot to us because I don't think that message was out there in a really big way. When that listener first started doing research, right. uh, so so that that meant a lot to us. We also got another guy uh, who says you interrupt me too much. Yeah, I, I've I mean, never had anybody that, say that I'm not the aggressive one I'm in a conversation. I'm pretty sure that's the first podcast video or anything that he has ever seen with the two of us. Because like, <laughs> if he has seen any yeah. anything in the archive, like it's complete. It was funny editing. <laughs> I did the video on that one too, and uh, I was like, I didn't know where to cut to go to the other guy because you would both be talking at the yeah. same time. <laughs> I was like, shit. Well, usually if I'm in a if I'm in a talkative mood, which isn't like. In these scenarios or, like, in videos, like, I get a little shy and I shut down, so then Paul has to pick up the slack. When I'm in, like, my mood and I want to talk, like, Paul clearly gets annoyed. Like, <laughs> he wants to, like, have the spotlight for, for talking and communicating and things like that, which is good. But that was an overall good video. That was that was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Um, all right, so I wanted to do some quick stats uh, just to kind of give people an idea of how big the podcast is. This is absolutely insane. So on the topic, like you said prior of – you know, uh, the podcast, uh, the fans of the these performance podcast, you know, those Facebook groups, um, you know, people fa- uh, private messaging or Facebook messaging on the Duramax tuner site or uh, Facebook page, you know, yeah. of, of uh, listeners and things like that. Guys that call into the shop and things like that to, to look at this in a year review. We did one hundred and twenty episodes in twenty nineteen. alone. I do not like that is I'm I am impressed that 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 blows my mind. Now, we generally try to do one a week, but. But when we have special events, which we are so grateful to be a part of, uh, places like UCC, Ultimate Callout Challenge, and Diesel Power Challenge, uh, that's where we get. That's usually where we get the bulk of our extra episodes. Now, this year we did 29 episodes about UCC 2019 and 48 episodes about DPC 2019. Yeah. Um, man, Justin, you were there for both of those weekends. Um, I was there for both those weekends. Chris, you were at UCC. Yep. You weren't able to make out to the DPC trip, but... What a hustle, man! Those those twenty nine episodes for Ultimate Callout Challenge, we did them in three days. Well, technically, yeah, three days uh, <laughs> with 
some of the worst weather. Yeah, it was <laughs> gross. I, I, bro- I, I wasted two pairs of shoes because yeah, my dude. shoes got so, like, they were, they yeah. were ruined. They were making fun of um, us for wearing Vans and Nikes, dog. Yeah. Remember, we yeah. showed up. Justin and I showed up. Justin and I rode down to UCC together. We showed up. We pulled up to, like, near where the booth was. And when I went to go open the door of the car, like, we're in, the, like, just the general parking oh. lot. And there was probably a foot of water yeah. next to my car. I had to actually switch shoes before I got out of my car to go find the booth. Yeah. They're yeah. Uh, in the in one of the like staging lanes you know because like at, at ucc where the the drag strip and the staging lanes are there's a bunch of parking and like these weird road obstacle things whatever the parking lot i'll just call it whatever sure um i had my my ram i had a trailer and i had my duramax behind it that, that i brought and the trailer deck was at the the line of where the water was up in one of the oh, one of the parking Jesus. lots like it was insane yeah so it was uh it was nerve wracking to say the least. I mean, all <laughs> things considered, to do twenty nine episodes uh, with subpar weather at best. Yeah, you know, yeah. And an in seventy two hours, yeah, yeah. they, they attached floatable like water toys to our, <laughs> yeah, I was our say, yeah. Uh, booth pool was. floaties. Yeah. yeah, we're tied down to the booth. The rubber duckies from uh, the, our friends over at Alligator. Yeah, man, that that was a blast. Uh, Justin, forty eight episodes. We did those in five days, dude. That was exhausting. Again, we're we're getting really close. To that ten episodes a day when we do a live event. Yep. Um, I, I think there was two big things, and I'd love to hear some some listener feedback on this. At UCC, Chris and I and Justin, we've always had this this kind of formula of interviewing all of the people who are at UCC. So so we look at it like this is. This huge expo, DPI Expo, is going on. It's the biggest diesel-focused expo in the world. Uh, and then we also have Ultimate Callout Challenge going on. Well, as a podcast, we have focused more time on the expo. Mm-hmm. So we, we pull in a lot of vendors. You guys did a ton of show-and-shine yeah. uh, interviews, which worked out great. They're short. They're, they're easy to consume. And, and they're, they're really fast episodes. But at Ultimate, or I'm sorry, at Diesel Power Challenge, Justin and I put all of our focus on the actual competition. Right. Now, there are no vendors there, so that was a really easy yeah, decision. It's, it's yeah. the only thing to cover. And there's a lot of doubt. I mean, there's <clears throat> in, in a perfect world, like with, with uh, UCC, if the weather was nice, there's a little more downtime. Right. You're cramming, cramming, cramming. With DPC, you know, you, you were with a select few guys yep. you know, for many, many days. So you're able to build a little bit more of a relationship. You're able to have that one-on-one. I felt like I was there listening to the DPC episodes. Right. You know, whereas the UCC, it's just, there's just... I don't know. There's too much shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be in ten spots with no. only three guys at that, the same time. You know th- that's the reality of it. Absolutely. Uh, but but man, both events so much fun for us. It's it's the only travel I do anymore. I used to go do a lot lot of shows throughout the country, and now these are the only two shows I I want to go to. Brag, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, with, with all of that, yep. right, all those episodes, uh, there was almost five hundred and thirty thousand downloads. Just in 2019. For the the year of 2019. Yeah. And then a year to date. So I remember a milestone um, wasn't that long ago where we broke a million downloads. Yeah. And then there was some uh, statistic skewing of of how the downloads came in and that kind of. So these these numbers, you know, I'm going to flex on this one because I I take a lot of pride in it. Those numbers were a little more, I think, at one point. They were. With with the Lipson and and the. Yeah, we lost. So so we lost about 30 percent of our our statistical downloads uh, with the way that they recalculated things. So how they measure downloads has varied over time. Right. So they've gotten more accurate. So when we first launched the podcast, I remember when we had our first episode with 100 downloads. Mm -hmm. I remember when I had to go through and share every single podcast through every Facebook diesel groups. Facebook yep. group I could find. So annoying. I would go on my Facebook <laughs> and it would just be Paul Wilson shared, shared, shared. I'm like, dude, 
get a life. Yeah. Dude. But it worked. But it worked. It, yeah. it worked. It, it got us to that hundred. It got us to that thousand. It got us back when Danny Voss was around. It got us to a hundred thousand downloads. Yep. That was huge. Yeah. I never, never in a million years when we, <laughs> when our old producer Rich showed up with a cake that said a hundred thousand downloads, yeah. thought we would one day be talking about one point six, almost one point seven million downloads in our lifetime. Yeah. Uh, it, it is. It is humbling. It is it is crazy to see where this has gone. I mean, it's just crazy to think that there's a lot of people or enough people out there that want to listen to us. <laughs> well, it's, it's an, a lot of people say diesel is a niche market, but it goes to show you there's a ton of people that are enthusiastic about it. Well, what for I, sure. It's, it's diesel as a whole, right? And then there's performance, but there are so many caveats to the industry. Sure. You know, there's there's racing there's sled pulling there's daily driving there's street trucks there's dino queens there's tow rigs there's work trucks and then you have these guys that they want a little bit of everything you know? isn't it so, isn't it funny for us we started with all of the things that are the most rare yeah not a lot of guys sled pull yeah. if you compare if diesel you compare, owners yep. to sled pull hobbyist mm -hmm. it'd be a very very minute percentage yep. and then same thing as you went down your list all these things are very rare and then towing and work truck it's like to us is the bottom of the list it's like oh that's the most rare guy i talk to no that's probably the most common well, no, that's, gonna, that's really the the I'll, most common of why people i'm gonna buy throw a truck, something else right? out there now granted there are the the late teens early 20 year old guys that are farmers or you sure. know they're union workers or they work out in the oil field whatever whatever their 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 uh, job is right those guys use their trucks for trucks, but what I've seen in uh, like my friends group, and you see this a lot when I travel, is guys get into these uh, pickup trucks at an early age because they can go fast, right? So they build this truck, they want to go fast. And as time progresses and they get a little older, they get more involved with what the diesel truck was purposed. Right, for. the original yeah. design like of it. Like I yeah. think about myself, 18, wanted to go fast. Yeah. 21, 22, wanted to go fast. Built a couple trucks, did that kind of thing. When you started here, you talked about two-wheel drive VP44, yeah, the right. baddest truck on earth. I and I'm like... That sounds almost useless. Yeah. We live in northern Illinois. And I had a built motor. With <laughs> you can barely tow anything I with had it. The yeah. Seven and stuff like that. And yeah. I've had you know a thousand horse two wheel drive Duramax. I've had a couple of you know four wheel drive Duramax trucks. Now I don't take my truck out of the garage honestly <laughs> unless I'm hooked up to the boat or a trailer. Yeah. Like, I don't use my truck for anything else. I barely even drive it other than that. Yeah. So now it's a recreational use or purpose, you know. So it's just it, it's odd to see what it was when I was 20 versus when I was 30 <clears throat> and the difference of, of use. And I see that a lot with a, a lot of my customers. I'm blessed enough to be here going on it'll be six, seven years, right? Yeah, and, you got to be getting up there. And in dealing with guys from when I started in 2014, 2015, and then they'll talk to them for a year or two and like, hey, Chris, you know, I got a new truck, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and now I'm dealing with guys, you know, we've, we've grown together and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, I still got the truck. I still play with that truck, but I got this truck now, and this is the tow rig. And you know, I really want to do like just a lift pump and a tune, and just you know, really make it reliable. And I'm like, you got smarter with your money, you know. So it's just, it's really cool to see that uh, how everything evolves. Yeah, essentially, absolutely. And the podcast, I think, is a, a, a useful tool for that. It, it, it is, and, and I think as as we talk about things evolving and people evolving, the industry evolving, we can kind of look back over our some of our most popular episodes and, and see some of that change going on. Mm -hmm. um, lifetime statistics, which are, are only pulled from November 1st of 2017, so after the statistic change. Um, and our most popular episode was with a guy who's not really in diesel anymore. Mm -hmm. Charlie Keeter. Charlie Keeter, yeah. So we interviewed Charlie a few times on the show back when he was a DPC winner, yep. uh, back when he was just getting into UCC, UCC. qualifier. Yep. <laughs> 
Excuse me. And then, um, yeah, our, our last episode with him was on one twelve of 2018. Mm-hmm. And that one's over 7,000 downloads, man. People love to hear from Charlie, which I get it. <clears throat> He's so the guy's a fucking riot. Yeah. He's so enthusiastic and extremely genuine. And you could just tell, like, his passion and his care and his love for, for the sport, you know, when, when he talks. And, I mean, just I'm not surprised with that one at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember the first time interviewing him, super excited. But that was one of those things where – I never looked down on having to interview him again. Like it wasn't like, oh, we have Keeter back on. You know, yeah, it was no, like, it, oh, it, you know, like I'm excited. It's always a smile comes yeah. on my face when I see his name come up for sure. <clears throat> and then the number two uh, most downloaded one, which I'm a little surprised by, is experts uh, expert Cummins build advice. Yeah, man, this is another one from back in 2018, late 2018. It's it's th- these are all at or just over 7,000 downloads right now. And so next up, uh, I, I guess this one shouldn't be a surprise. We actually had this this awesome opportunity to interview the guys from Diesel Brothers. So we actually got Heavy D and Diesel Dave, Chris. You were kind of on that episode. Yeah, you know, so one of those, I was excited for that one. Like, I, I see know. these guys on TV, like not YouTube TV, but on TV, TV. TV. And then you shafted me. <laughs> like all joking aside, so what what had happened was is um, I couldn't hear myself in the mic, so I didn't think that I was being recorded. So then I threw a hissy fit because I'm an only child. Got pissed off. True and story. Out. I, so am I, True and story. I do not do that shit. <laughs> I bullshit. I've seen a couple times where you get in your mood and then dude, game not over. lately, not not <laughs> now, dude. Well, you have, I have a couple more years to go. You're like you're like deep in your mid thirties. I'm just Christ. thirty, so. You know, I get a little better with age. I'm like fine wine. Damn, dude, I look younger than you, whatever. You do, you do. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm not shit. Wait a fucking. Um, all right, so the fourth. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. So, th- so the fourth. Um, th- this one I thought was a blast as well. Justin, you've met this guy. He's a fucking riot. Yeah. Uh, six four leader, power stroke legend, JD Gleason. I'll tell you what. So glad to see him in the top five. That that had an impression, an everlasting impression with me. You know, I've had buddies with six fours. Uh, six fours definitely have their own very unique reputation in the industry as being wildly unreliable. He sold me. I would totally buy one. Agreed. Wholeheartedly agree. Yes. Being having the being privileged to like you know be friends with him on Facebook and and share some you know conversations in the past, he has a passion for that platform. Yeah, he knows that platform, and if he touches the truck, that motherfucker does what it's supposed to. Oh, I don't even know how many years he or somebody's truck he has built yeah. um, or worked on directly has been at DPC. There's a reason for it. Yeah. You, you know these guys, they do. They they got they got a serious fucking handle on these trucks. Um, all right, man. And then Chris, I think this is one of my all-time favorite <laughs> 600 horsepower LBZ $10,000 budget build episode. Yeah. This was a rowdy good time. Was that with you guys and uh, Tyler Franz and I believe? Are you sh- no, I thought it was with uh, Pete. Wasn't no, it? No, no, Tyler no. That's the original. That's, oh, that's the original, the original. Oh, budget okay. build. Yeah, but it's, we it's, haven't done a budget build episode in a long have, time. You know, and you do talk about them. You bring them up when we when we have our, yeah. our meetings or whatever. I always say like, oh, they're played out. We've done them enough. But apparently, people like them. Like, people apparently, like it, man. people like. The, the budget bill. was that yeah. the one at the end of the season i'm pretty uh, sure this is the one where like Paul... 12 to 17 so it wouldn't have been last year it would have been the year before it i want to say this is the one where paul had like some ugly 22s that he found yes. online 100 he was like 100%. i have this much money left over i'm gonna buy some 20 i just had money left over in my budget because yeah. i was like i'm so good at this i don't need to waste and a bunch then ironically, of cash because i found up, an awesome truck and ironically in the spring <laughs> he shows up with a bmw with some busted ass 20 dude he's got some so nice ass rims does. now yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah yeah we upgraded he's on the come up, <laughs> we upgraded. Come up. yeah 
So now let's get into the episodes of 2019, right? So 2019 for us. Yeah, I, I pulled our, our top 10 list for 2019, um, and I'm going to start. So these episodes all published in 2019. They, they all hit our top 10 for the year. I'm going to start down at number 10. Man, this was such a cool episode. I If you want to talk about passion, um, I don't know that anybody beyond Tony Burkhart has more passion for sled pulling. I, I, I mean, when I think <laughs> of sled pulling, I think of Dirty Hooker Diesel and Tony Burkhart. Yeah. I just really <clears> do. And after the truck started on fire at, at UCC and then and then literally was torn apart and put back together and sled pulled the next day <laughs> and kicked ass, Everybody wanted to hear from him. We knew we had to get him. This was such a get. This was Minim- such a cool one. UCC, yeah. parking lot, tent, minimal resources, minimal tools, sawing, saw what they were capable of doing. If I had a truck, I would have him work on it. This one, not even second-guess it. His, it, it. his crew is camped the whole nine yards. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and to hear to hear about the industry, too, because I, I remember so clearly Tony talking, and, and, and you could feel his gratitude yep. when he talked about other competitors, other camps, people from the qualifier bracket, everybody who was at the show coming to try to help. Yeah. Whether it was help with labor, help with parts, help with get them fucking coffee, bring them food, everybody wanted to see that truck come back to life. And it did. And it, 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 it's an amazing story. Uh, if you have not checked out that episode, go back and listen to that Go one. back and listen to most. that one, man. Number nine, chief engineer at Ram, Rod Romaine. I want a new Ram because of him. How exciting yeah. was it? It too? was. It was this, super cool. This was another one that that I felt like, without all of the hard work. I mean, we didn't even mention guys all together. I just looked at it today before this episode. We have three hundred and sixty-seven published episodes. Um, so we were probably at like three something when we interviewed Rod. And I feel like if we hadn't had that experience of doing three hundred episodes, and and really putting that labor of love into this show, we would have never gotten Rod. I I stalked him through linkedin no. you, you know what i mean like like i tracked this down, guy down like a straight up creep and, and he was awesome no he was Dude, awesome that's such a dad move i stalked someone through linkedin <laughs> well he is a dad so it makes yeah, sense. Dude. <laughs> that's right oh god all right well hey next up uh number eight turbo talk with nick pregnitz no surprise Mm-mm. no surprise pretty much anytime we can get nick on the mic you know it's a good download it's a good episode it's a good interview He's such a good balance for the two of us who are so much more high strung, so much louder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Justin, <laughs> I think you put in put in the blooper reel this year, this clip where I was I was in the truck with Nick and I'm like, Do you feel like I'm always yelling at you? <laughs> and he's he's like, like, Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Like <laughs> his nice way of being like, Yeah, shut the fuck yeah. up. But like, yeah. Uh no, Nick he, he, <laughs> he's listen, a good balance. He is. He's a great balance for the show and, and he clearly he knows his shit. He keeps our pH at a seven. That's yeah. for sure. Just, just so everyone knows, in editing, Paul has to come down like two decibels compared to everyone else. Oh yeah, dude. And then Not gonna laugh, lie. And then my laugh comes down ten. So. Yeah. No, I use a compressor for that. <laughs> uh, number seven. Why build clean sweep? Yeah, we did that one. Like it was our first show of 2019. We actually were like a week behind in recording. Um, and, and and I do. I remember we sat down and we had to actually talk about why did we go back and build Clean Sweep. You know our number one disliked video at Duramax Tuner? And I did just say disliked video. The video we get the most amount of hate for is why delete your LML. Um, There's people, a lot of clickbait there. Right. <laughs> people just, title. They, hate, they hate that concept, right? Um, or, But what's interesting from it is 
those same guys who make like the shitty comments there, they jump over and then watch our clean sweep videos yeah. and then make shitty comments on those too, which is funny to me because it's like it's like somebody is saying something that offends you for whatever reason. That's fine. But then you dug further into it and there's like proof of a truck like actually kicking ass in the real world and like real world examples and like yeah. all the things you said couldn't happen being proven that they're happening. Um and like, but you will see like this drop off. So if there's ten guys on the first one, there's only like four on the the yep. first clean sweep, and then two, and then one, and like, and then all of a sudden there's like no more haters. So so I did think that was a really good episode, and that was a cool truck, man. I kind of miss that truck. When I mean, you got to think about it, you know, uh, with everything going on in the industry, when clean sweep was in its prime, that was 2017. Yeah. Right. That that was that was a few years ago. Yeah. Even though us in our organization. That was prime time. Like we were doing, you know, the emissions on stuff years prior to that. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to showcase, you know, like a a, a, a real hitter, you know, yeah. in that space. So of course there's going to be hate, right? Yeah, you know, well, we I mean, probably beat up on a couple of their trucks that those guys are hating well, on. So I, fuck it. I remember being at the sled poles in McHenry County with Clean Sweep, yeah. and and we happened to interview some other guys there, and one of them was like. Man, it's a cool truck. I mean, I would never do that shit to my truck. But like, yeah, it was a yeah. cool truck. It was like people were just starting to turn the corner on, can you do this? Not should yeah. you do this, but just can you do this? It's a proof of concept. So it was. Yeah. It was a proof of concept, and yeah. it works. So it makes thanks, sense. Guys. We've been here since the inception, pretty much. Yeah. So essentially, it's it takes learning, and people- Well, think about, think you know, about it takes the time. Yeah. Think about it the guys time. that are out there that are just now starting to look into this. Like. Yeah, been there, done that. Like right. we're on to new cool things. So I mean, that that is still a cool thing, and it's still, as far as an industry standard is concerned, it's still new. Well, like, and it is still for new. sure, it's and, and for that's us. one of the things that I've loved about the podcast. Maybe compared to some of the other forms of of media content that Justin and I work on, where we get to do everything. Yep. Like the cool thing about doing a podcast is we can talk about the future and we can work on projects that are about cutting edge technology yep. and and progressing the 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 industry forward. But it also means that we get to take our time and go back and look at the roots and look at where did this all start. And, and that that's actually how we came up with our number six, which was history of the 5-9 Cummins. Yeah. Um, we really strongly considered doing history of, of Cummins. There's too much shit. It, it would have been like a four-part episode. Like It would be like a straight-up last podcast <laughs> on the left, deep dive research. Yeah. Like yeah, it, yeah. it would be intense. So we, we had to narrow it down to just the 5.9-liter Cummins. Mean, we could have broke that down in two episodes and got really, more depth with mechanical versus the yeah. common rail stuff. Like The Cummins, it's crazy because like the 5.9, you know, you think back on it, right? 5.9 is such a long-run displaced motor. And every two years, something changed. Like, maybe not like a crazy, like, mechanical versus electronic injection, but in the mechanical injection era, sure, multiple injection pumps, automatic versus manual, injector sizes, intercoolers, turbocharger sizing, just a ton, a well, ton of data. Well, Cummins was the third of our of our history. So we did, we did the three histories, uh, which we're going to see come up here very shortly in, in, in our most popular episodes mm-hmm. for the year. Um but Cummins was the last one, and we put it to last because we really weren't sure how to tackle it. And also, we needed a lot of verification. It turns out because it's been running so long and because there's so many fans out there, there's also a ton of really, really crappy info on it. Yep. So it, it it took digging around and finding experts and finding resources we trust before we could actually like publish it yep. and say, okay, this is what's really going on. And I think on that topic, number five, just <coughs> the popularity of the Cummins. 
Uh, when you think of Cummins, you're definitely going to think of LeVon Miller, uh, a Firepunk Diesel for yeah. UCC 2019. This is where he announced on the show he would not be participating yep. in UCC 2019. He had a free pass. Um, he had some some personal things going on in his life that it, the timing just didn't work out. He did show up. He did attend. We saw him floating around there, but he wasn't there to compete. Uh, however, we did see him come out back towards the end of the year and crush everybody at King of the Streets. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, I was there. <laughs> No big deal. It's LeVon. It, when he's in the competition, Different he wins it, game. and when he's not, he doesn't. No disrespect to Derrick Rose. He had a hell of a year. We're excited to see what 2020 brings for UCC. Okay. Uh, and then, as we had mentioned, the histories. Number four, history of the Duramax. This was our first history podcast. Um, I, I probably spent like f- three to four hours of research and reading articles. Every, every media outlet around Diesel has done a history of. Uh, but putting them all together and finding, again, accurate information and like verifying it with people we know and we trust and what we know and and inserting all of that that one took probably more work than anything else we did this year i believe that because the the number the number three spot was the history of the power stroke where justin did the research yeah well half of it yeah 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 me and justin split that one up uh it was just it was a time sensitive i think you were not available i was not i was out i had uh i had pneumonia right when that yeah dude nobody believes this story i mean um I was out. You were out. That we agree with. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, Justin, why don't you talk a little bit about that? That's the first time that you had to do research and like work on your own end of an outline. Usually I come with the outline and the topics, and we kind of have a general plan of what we're going to do. This is the first time that I kicked over and said, here's what you need to go research. Here's the resources. Be ready in an hour. We're going to record. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was, it was interesting checking out and learning more about stuff that, you know, we started this Duramax tuner and we had Cummins tuner and then essentially calibrated power never really touched power stroke so like it was one of those things where before i started here i wasn't like chris in a big diesel guy so um learning as much as i could about older platforms of the power stroke because we're learning about the newer one right right, right. so it was very intriguing it, i i enjoyed it i know but i'm a nerd so what do I- <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny because i've i've owned and driven a 7.3 uh was Probably not one of my favorite trucks, but one of my most reliable vehicles. Um, and and I have experience with the six seven Power Stroke through works. We tune them and we work on them, and I get to drive them and things like that. Everything in between, really, all I knew to do was talk shit. So like, I could make fun of six liters and six fours, but I didn't really know anything about them. Like some of the basics, right? Oh, six fours have twin turbos, but they always fail. Like troll, <laughs> like Ch- <laughs> Chuck. I had all of my troll knowledge down for those platforms and nothing else. Uh, so it was, it, it was a big eye opener to go through and, and learn a lot of this stuff and, and research a lot of this stuff. We've had a lot of Ford guys on throughout the years, and I usually play on my phone while they talk. So yeah. it was <laughs> not really, of course, but yeah, he does. But but yeah, it, it was interesting to see the show notes. You're reading show notes on your phone, right? Reading yeah. show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Number two was a fun one. I was thinking back on this, so. Uh, deleted LML versus tune-only LML. And, and we did this one all the way back at the beginning yeah, of January. And I, I remember that one distinctly. Uh, we had Joe Hager. He had a 2012 LML Duramax that it was a deleted truck. Yep. And then uh, uh, Mike Gutschel, one of the mechanics here, um, he has a, uh, a 2014 LML. Um, two very different setups, but at the end of the day, a lot of common parts, uh, upgrades, I sure. guess you could say. Um, but uh, Mike's was again emissions on, and and, and uh, Joe's was emissions off. And uh, I remember driving down one of the back roads in that LML, in yeah. Joe's, and I just remember the wrap coming <laughs> off of you know like that 
2,200 RPM, like my ear just like throbbing. I was so irritated. Yo, dude. You know, and Joe like, oh, man, dad, dude, that's that sound. Yeah. That's what I like. You know, 21-year-old kid, go figure, you know. But uh, now, no, it's just like we're going through these, and I'm like, oh, I remember this one. Yeah, I kind of remember that one. That one sticks out. Like that one's like I remember that one like it was yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. So that was a fun one. No, that was a fun one. And those were both really cool trucks. Yeah. Mike still has his truck. One of my favorites. Yeah, no, it's it's, yeah, no it's proven itself. We used it all this past year for sled. Still pulling. got the wrap on it. It still has the wrap on it. Yeah, so you can't see it. It's camo. <laughs> yeah, can't see it online. <laughs> Digi. Digi. Um, then number one. Number one, man. EPA plus emissions equals the death of diesel performance. Uh, we clickbaited the shit out of this title. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the EPA came out with some. Some final settlements this year. Uh, the biggest right? one being against uh, Corey Willis and PPEI. Uh, it it was an industry changer. Corey Willis is, is a leader in this industry, mm-hmm. and and we like Corey. We've all met Corey. We've all hung out with Corey. He's a great guy. Um, to see PPI get whacked the way they did uh, was probably less of a fine than I think a lot of people would have estimated. Yep. Um, and, and you can go onto the EPA's website and look to see what the exact Public amount of that fine was. Um, and, and we've read some fines and, and, and showed, hey, man, this is people have gotten hit with these huge dollar amounts. Uh, but it, it it shook the industry because there's a lot of other companies that are feeling the wake of that, yeah. that hit. And, and so I think that episode, if you have questions about how – like people keep saying things like, "Oh, the EPA's new rules. They're not new no, rules. Well, this is just that, a new settlement." I want to touch on that too. You know, the, yeah. the stuff that's going on with the EPA. This has been going on for years. I underestimated the amount of reach that Corey over at PPEI had when he started making his statements and started going public with information. All of these people now, oh well, the new laws, the new EPA, and all because of posts that Corey over at PPEI was doing. So, yeah. Uh, definitely underestimated uh, your your uh, ability to reach Corey. It was very impressive to yeah. say the least. But it is an awareness, and people do need to know. You Absolutely. Know? So and, and I think I think what we're going to see is a lot of positive movement in 2020 over this. Uh, there's been a lot of questions about what clearly about the clarity of the rule and the interpretation of the rule and about how that rule is going to impact businesses and owners. Yeah. Um, you, you know, there's some some real shit happening. In the United States and in Canada. Yeah. Uh, we just heard about a, a, a big new law in Canada. Um, Ontario? Am I right? Ontario. Yeah, Ontario. Um, they just passed new legislation pretty much kicking everybody in any sort of diesel modification industry out of their province. Uh, the in, the entire province. So that that's a that's a big swing in the industry, right? That, that's I, I think a lot of people who are maybe deep insiders kind of know what that could mean to them in the future, but... These are these are real things that are happening in our industry. Uh, one of the other things we haven't really touched on yet wasn't a part of this episode, but I want to talk about uh, with the industry changing in a massive way is is losing Diesel Power Magazine in print. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, truck Trend, Motor Trend uh, cut all but I think two of their printed magazines this year. Uh, we're still waiting to hear what that exactly will mean right. or, or how that exactly will look going into 2020. Uh, we're hoping to have uh, KJ on in the future to kind of give us some clarity on that. I know I've been following him and yep. all of his live broadcasts to try to stay up to date on any information that's out there. Uh, they have announced DPC will still be going on. Uh, so that that's a for sure that that is happening. Um, the voting and things like that are going to be a little bit different this year, for sure. 
right? But yeah, um, it, it has been a wild year in 2019. Mm-hmm. So so we've had a lot of fun. We've we've had we've seen a lot of change, uh, and I think that really kind of kicks us into another gear going into 2020 yeah. about, you know, what does this look like and where are we going to go from here? And before we dive too much into the future, I had a couple of questions for you two. Oh, all right. Fire away. <laughs> uh, Justin, what is the funniest episode you have edited? <laughs> um, I, I honestly, like when we were interviewing that one kid, and he whipped out that at UCC at the show and shine. What the hell? Whistling what did he whip Diesel. Out? Oh, whistling Diesel. And he brought out yeah. that that big old container that the, the, the picture that they got of your ass. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. But I also, you know, my boy Mike Anagastu, I like when he's on. So just because he just gives you guys shit, so it's fun for me. <laughs> yeah, and on, and on Facebook, stop tagging me and shit. No, I love it, <laughs> dude. Kidding. I'm kidding. He posted no, that I picture of that like negative forty five and all those people from Alaska <laughs> yeah. standing next to the sign and, yeah. and swimming. I literally close my Facebook down every time that picture comes up. I say too cold. Nope. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Uh, Mike, man, we'd love to make it to Alaska. I I have a. a my, my wife's pregnant. Uh, I won't be making it this year. It's just not going to happen. Not not with a an infant in the house. Damn, Chris, we got no excuse. Yeah, Chris. I got a wife. I'm not <laughs> pregnant. We're good. Yeah, Chris is going. Done. Just made the commitment. Um, <laughs> Shit. All right, cool. Chris, uh, what's the worst experience you've had on the podcast? Uh, you almost killing me in the Apache. Did not happen. <laughs> you Go bring that up a lot. <laughs> to the footage. It did not happen. Th- some animosity there. There was wheel hop, and I slowly backed out of it. We were fine. You were so much closer to killing me in Brett's truck when you were doing a burnout through the ditch and almost rolled it. That Sorry, never, Brett. That never happened. 100%. We have footage. Okay, let's pull that up back to back. All right. Um, <laughs> Look at my own shit face. All right. I'd like to hear from both of you. Who's the smartest person we interviewed this year? This year? I'd go this year. Okay. Um, I would have to say, you know, I, I always look up to Nick. I think Nick is an extremely intelligent person, not saying that to kiss ass. Like, I, I've always looked up to oh, him Oh, my like boss that. is the smartest guy I talk no, to. No, no, no. I wouldn't say that. But Rod Romaine, just listening to hard him. Hard to beat. Yeah, it, it's really hard just the presentation. So you can be smart and not be able to present yourself worth a shit. We've seen it. Um Guys, we really have um, a couple. Yeah, the lost um, episodes. Yeah, yeah, there's a few lost episodes there, but uh, just uh, very well spoken, very detailed oriented, uh, very knowledgeable. So hands down, I would love to get him back on for another episode. For sure, I'd say I'd say probably Tony Burkhardt for me because with what we had to deal with, essentially with our uh, sled pulling this season. Yeah, listening to him talk about what he knew, especially that episode that we talked about yeah. earlier. He's just like the professor of sled pulling (laughs) (laughs) you cannot put it past that guy yeah i i don't know that i have a number one i probably have a couple of guys that are way up there uh we we did talk to gail banks at dpc this year yeah so that was like a little slide in there if you listen to all of the dpc episodes we got banks right at the end um he's he's always sharp man he just is um and and then of course there also was i thought I, I don't know if J.D. Gleason was the smartest or the best salesman, but, man, he was fucking up there. Yeah, um, no. I'll tell you that. He he, he caught my eye for sure. Better all right. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Chris, we'll give you this one. Who is the best competitor we saw this year? That, that's Tony Burkhart, hands down. Okay. I don't care what Hard to beat. Says. Justin? I, I mean that, but I would say Matt Mayer, man. That was fun. Oh, my God, yeah. At DPC, just – driving the truck after the fucking event. the truck broke every every event 
every event the truck broke, and then he was driving, pulling his like brand new. Oh, I got the snapshot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that was such a good one. That's yeah. such a deep cut there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you on those. All right, guys, I got two more for you. Um, Chris, this one will be for you. What's the coolest truck we did a ride along in? Just ever. I I had originally wrote for this year, but it's just what's the coolest truck we've done the ride along in? Mm. Uh, I don't know. They all have different special places. My my truck was my favorite ride along. Shut I was, the fuck I, knew, I knew it before he even <laughs> what opened a his loser. mouth. Loser. No, Who picks um, their own truck? You know, I, I have a special spot in my heart for the Burb because I think the Burb is. Probably, we never did a ride along in the Burb. Yeah, we did. Justin, I was pre. Yeah, I was tuning back then, boys. No, sir. We've um, never done a ride along in the Durb. I like the Burb. <laughs> uh, we keep saying we're going to. Yeah. But I'm right. fairly certain we did not. I sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, I, well, that'll be your favorite of 2020. Not that'll be my favorite cut. of 2020. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair um, enough. I I really could care less about the Apache, the Scottsdale, the Hummer. Like, dude, I love I don't that care Scottsdale. About them. I don't like them. I don't like any of them. I I love somebody else to own those three trucks. <laughs> <laughs> those three well, trucks are Mark awesome. Downing, Mark Downing does have the I know, the has the Scottsdale. Yeah, yep. yeah. And Nick's um, got the other two, so at least the other two I still get to drive, yeah. you know, when nobody's looking. Yeah. Um you you know me. I that that regular cab uh LML 15 that Worley had you or 16. Not, that wasn't this that wasn't this year. That was that last was, year. Yeah, I just said it forever. Of all time. Yeah, yeah. of all time. That, that was you know my what, favorite. I'll, I'll have to say for a twin turbo truck, and I'm not saying this just to jump on the bandwagon here. Sure, because you could have picked Brett's truck, which is also regular right. cab short Brett, bed, which Brett's is my truck, favorite truck. Brett's truck's a fun truck, but I think the crispness and cleanliness of uh, of that LML, uh, Jason Worley's yeah. regular cab, that was a really, really, like, that truck to me was... That's that a truck, truck you want to drive first, every day. Yeah, that was one of the first game, like major game changers. Yeah, you know, keep in mind, guys. You know, when we talk about emissions on you know trucks and twin turbo trucks, Nick had his personal truck. Uh, it was a 2011 Denali. Yep. In, in 2014, um, I had the luxury of driving that cross country. Uh, drove it around here. Went to the drag strip with it. It drove nice. And then uh, kind of scrapped the project. And then two years later, we come back to the drawing board. And then we had access to Jason Worley's. And it wasn't even in the same ballpark. Like, yeah, that I think that holds a, a special spot just to see the uh, evolution of, of that package. I, I've so. always had this weak spot for regular cab LMLs, um, and then on top of it, I, I just love the way the twins feel. Yep. And then on top of it all, it was a truck that just man, when you walked up and you saw it, it was that just that crisp white, and yeah. just the interior was perfect. And, and guys, I was like, I want to be in this truck all the time. Paul always wanted a white regular cab, but you know, life so had uh, other uh, ideas for him. You know, wife children thanks a lot kids yeah. <laughs> some shit my dad would say thanks a lot joanna <laughs> <laughs> good thing she don't listen <laughs> uh, yeah, true true story she's like i listen to him enough <laughs> yeah, um cool man all right well that that actually i had one more question written down but we're going to skip it for the end so i think you guys have, have some, some questions, questions. Yes. yeah yeah uh so this is for justin and you of course what's the best what the fuck moment like in the middle of recording, in the middle of something maybe I said, you said, whatever. The Ooh. time you almost killed me, like. <laughs> no, I think it's definitely going to be an in-the-studio one. And I'm trying to think back to who was the guest. Um, it'll come to me. Justin? Shit. Dude, a lot of these are what-the-fuck moments for me. I literally edit <laughs> these things. I, I'd say just... 
probably when we're at the events, like when we're at UCC, just running back and forth and yeah. whatnot, and just being like hearing some of the things people have to say. And oh, we're yeah. just like stripper glitter, stripper glitter, uh, cocaine. Co- what was that kid? What the uh, hell was that? And kid? Bush lattes. Bush lattes. Yeah, I forgot his name, but he Dude, was a riot. That was a what the fuck moment. Yeah, that was. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, I got it. I got it. Chris, I remember we were doing an interview. I won't say with who, uh, but I looked over and I saw you on your phone, and mm-hmm. you happened to just tip it down enough to where I see you were Snapchatting somebody, uh-huh. and I thought I was going to murder you, oh, and that was okay. 100% my <laughs> <what the> fuck. <laughs> it's usually yeah. just him snapping me and back and yeah. forth. Like, I understand. Like, is it this Paul really say that? Even, <laughs> even more aggravating. Um, yeah, go. Okay. My, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I wanna, yeah. I want to go yeah, on this. I want to hear it. My most memorable anything, right? And this isn't podcast related, but it was a video that we did with Duramax Tuner, and it was uh, we were doing a uh, stealth bundle uh, package video, and you were talking about four wheel drive burnouts. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember saying, "What the fuck?" These is two, saying? you were on camera together yeah. selling yeah. this package. Yeah, <laughs> that, that will always have a special spot in my heart. True. Story. Yeah, that's old school, bro. Now here's the million dollar question. This is going to be specific for Paul. How much closer are you to buying a six liter? Not even close. Come on, I'm why? nowhere near it. We named a group six, after that. We need a six liter expert on the podcast that can sell you like JD did the six four. I mean, nope. Here, well, nope. here's my thing. JD sold me on the idea of a six four, not on like me actually spending my money on one. But I would never do that. I would never, 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 never. I would never do that. Um. And the six liter is like so much further away from me than the six four. I mean, the six liters of probably. If a I hit the lotto and I got bored of buying every other vehicle I ever wanted and everything my other family members all ever wanted, and I like just I had so nothing after the else Lambo to buy. And the Ferrari, all, six th- those, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, after all of those, mm-hmm. I would go buy a hundred piece of shit hundred dollar cars and smash them into each other before I bought a six liter. <laughs> oh, dude, That's just me. The hatred is real. You're dude. reckless with your money, man. That's just me. I can think of a lot. I don't of have ways. the money, so it's easy to be reckless yeah. with it, right? I mean, like if you have no money, you're like, man, if I had money, I would just piss it away on everything. It's and easy. I'd buy a six liter and watch you smash all your cars while I'm not wasting mine and you're wasting yours. Sure, <laughs> sure. That's the way a lot of winners do it. All right, so for you guys, and this isn't just when we did podcasting, what was your guys' favorite events of the year? Mine was the first year of UCC that I was able to go. Yeah. Because I wanted to go the first two years. I wasn't allowed to go or able to go, however you want to word it, just with staffing and whatnot. Um, So my first year at UCC uh, uh, 2018 um, is hands down uh, the most memorable event uh, that I, I would say I've been to. This year's DPC, uh, I had to do half the amount of work because Justin was there, <laughs> uh, and it was the same amount of time, and it was in a, a beautiful place with beautiful weather. The scenery, I'm sure. And, and it was just, the whole trip was amazing. The The crowd, like being there my second year now, um, also made it really, really comfortable to go around and kind of meet everybody and be a part of, like feel more like a part of the team as opposed to just some weirdo with a microphone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so DPC... Uh, this year was my my all time favorite. What's the rowdiest you've ever gotten on a work trip, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> we are not talking. About yes, we a hundred percent. We are. Uh, oh God. Um. Oh God. So probably 2015. Uh, I went to Kentucky. It was probably one of my first like legit work trips. Um, I went with uh, Ryan Gelinas from ATS, uh, Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance, a couple of the guys from uh, Thoroughbred, and uh, one of the guys used to work for us, Bob Peterson. 
And uh, we went downtown Lexington for the day. Jalinas was feeding me. Uh, uh, rum chata. No, not rum chata. Uh, Vegas bomb drinks, tall Vegas bombs. Like yeah. Shots, they were straight drinks. <laughs> and we went to this whiskey bar. We were drinking old fashions and then beer and picklebacks and like do just anything and everything you could think of like a recipe for disaster and we end up going to the strip club in the middle of the night like three in the morning yeah <clears throat> and we sit down and it was like there was a bunch of stages or whatever and we we're sitting at this one main stage and this like stripper comes down twirls on the pole gets on in front of me like wraps her legs on me and i throw up all over her no I, what the oh fuck? my god <laughs> i know this oh i throw up on the stage <laughs> and um I would say that uh, got kicked out, right? <laughs> yeah, and walked back in. Um, so that would oh probably my be God. that would be like oh the one. Like, <laughs> that's probably like the worst. And then uh, next next in line was pro- next in line is probably going to be anytime the UCC uh, thing happens, only because like I have a lot of dealers and vendors that I do business with, a lot of spectators, a lot of friends from all over the country. They go, so it's like it. It's business nine to five, and it's party after that. Like I've seen you nine to five. It is barely hold your eyes open nine to five. <laughs> yeah, and then it is be up all night. Yeah, I wasn't as play. bad last year as the year before. True. Twenty eighteen was. Twenty eighteen was like a year. To Paul, remember. he was pretty salty with us though when he was like, "You got drunk and drove around electric scooters with." Dude, <laughs> he was I mean, bitched. Good time you downtown. You witnessed the shooting. <laughs> yeah, true <laughs> story. Oh, that was pretty wild. Yeah. We forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was an. an yeah, a straight up gang shooting in downtown Indianapolis, which was funny because on the way we had one of our younger coworkers with us, Anthony. Who, yeah, who we always talk about being so sheltered. And he's like, "Bro, I don't know about going to the downtown, like to the city. Like, what if there's be people shooting down there?" I'm like, "This is fucking Indianapolis. There's no gangbangers hanging out in downtown Indy. Like, downtown Indy's really clean. Like, don't go to Gary, but like downtown Indianapolis. Like, this is gonna be fine. This is like one yuppie hour central. Later. Oh, dude, no, literally. But Anthony was yeah. so drunk, he thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I, I fed Anthony three three Vegas bombs. He was donezo. He we were, was giggling dude, as he rode an electric. We were scooter. literally drunk and going under police signs with these electric scooters, getting screamed at by cops because we didn't know where the fuck to go. Yeah, and they're just like, get yeah. out of the shooting, the <laughs> we, crime scene. We we ended up leaving a bar, so we're we're in the bar. All of a sudden, squad lights are everywhere. I'm like, well, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette and see what's going on. <laughs> I step out there, and there is a kid running up to the front steps, like to the front stoop in front of the bar, the curb, who has just been shot. Yeah, it was wild, dude. Right in the Cops side. Cops are running up at the same time. People are running up at the same time. Some I, shit. like, go grab these guys, like, hey, we got to get out of here. So we jump on our scooters, these little electric bird scooters you can rent in the in the downtown area, and we just start riding. Nobody knows where we are. Nobody knows where we're going. It turns out we weren't going away from the incident we ended up riding right, in, right front in front of the parking garage where it happened and while you're doing this i was having a steak dinner with 30 of my closest <laughs> friends yeah yeah <laughs> well i think we yeah i think we had steak we had that dinner. night too yeah yeah we all we're, were like we're not gonna drink and then paul's like ah! yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh i think the rowdiest i've got is when i was very new here at I, the bowling alley no <laughs> that wasn't even close to rowdy <laughs> That the Damn. the bowling alley you weren't here for the no, bowling alley where you we we did a company trip to the bowling alley and there's this guy that was like six foot seven tall and he was walking across he was like an employee there and all I did was yell hey stretch to get his attention <laughs> so, dis- so disrespectful so that so that Bob or Bob's dated that night could ask the guy how tall he was that's all that happened mm-hmm. um, so okay what's the most the most rowdy is I was out I'll just say on the east coast at an event and the group of guys I was with. Um, all Marines, all great guys, all there with the same vendor. We went out to like downtown, whatever, Chapel Hill, some college town, and ended up at some dive bar. And the next, 
they kept ordering rounds, and rounds came ten shots at a time. Oh yeah, because uh, there was shots. five of us. So the next thing I know, I'm taking a piss in the bathroom, and the guy in the urinal next to me is like, "Oh, look at this!" And there's like a little advertisement above the urinal, and it's like a a plastic case like bolted yeah, to the concrete yeah. wall, and it had some other tuner's name in it, like some local guy, and this guy. I don't know that he flushed, but he put his feet right up in the urinal, grabbed that thing, and ripped it off the wall. And I said, "We gots to go." Um, oh my god! I yeah, think I and the night the night then pursued to get crazy from there. Nice. Uh, I guess I ended up back at the hotel, allegedly running down the hallway, grabbing everybody's "Do Not Disturb" signs and throwing them in the air and saying, oh, "Wake up, bitches!" I like that. Yeah, um, that that, that was a classy that, move. The incident that I first said that was allegedly too. Yeah, so. allegedly, right? Yeah. Allegedly. What's the next question you got, J Bone? Um, shit. So worst guest. <laughs> Worst guess. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the name, but I'm going to go back to a couple of uh, the burner archives that we weren't able to publish. Yeah, yeah. So there are, I don't know, 10 or so episodes that we've done over the last however many years uh, that we just couldn't work. Uh, whether the content just wasn't there, yep. which I think is what you're referencing. Uh, man, we had an awesome one with these guys that amalgamated uh, who do like chemical manufacturing for fuel diesel fuel additives like yep, yep. for industrial scale. Uh, and our sound quality was just so bad on that call. We had to scrap the episode. I've always, lo- I've always felt like we missed a huge one with that one. Those guys were sharp. You're there supposed to say Jim. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Worst. But if we're getting back to the worst uh, uh, guest, uh, yeah, Jim. Because then you know, I have to admit that Jim's been on the podcast, and it's not something yeah. I can hold over. Our boy Jim Rendon. Yeah. We Fellow. love. We love, we love Jim. Jim. Yeah. Speak for yourself. The, the meme king, TikTok God. <laughs> that is TikTok God for sure. We're all good at something, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we've we've had some rough ones over the years. If I, yeah. I've listened back to like some of our like starter episodes, is yeah. like we first got going, and there were some killer ones. And man, there were some ones that just flop. The tough thing is, is that when you're picking a guest for the show, you have no fucking clue. Uh, we've had guys who say, hey, I'm a huge fan of the show, listen to every episode, come on the show, and then talk about wanting to delete their LMM. Yep. And I'm like, bro, have you listened to the show? Have you heard us say a million times we don't do deletes, yeah. we won't give delete advice, like, we can't. And, like, just, yeah, I, I've had my heart sink like that a few times. And I've also had guys who you get them on, and they talk, 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 talk. All of a sudden you tell them you're recording. And then they shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens yeah. a lot. Yes. More often than no. you think. Yeah. It was fun. It's crazy. Uh, those are brutal. Those are brutal to get through. Okay. Yeah. Also, I, I, just because I know it, it's going to get a lot of hate, if you guys had, were given a free one of your choice, which 2020 model vehicle would you want? Ooh. I'd get a new Ram. Of course you would. Dude, I think they're hideous. Sorry. I mean, I think the GMs are fucking disgusting. Yeah. I, I'd take the power stroke. Out. See, I don't like the... I'm short, and I don't like the way the controls are in the cab. That's why. <laughs> don't say that on the mic. I'm. I'm... <laughs> I'm of average height. I could handle the power stroke. Yeah, nice. no, listen, uh, the, I do the Duramax. God, I don't know about those 2020 Ford ECUs either, though, huh? Yeah, I mm. guess so. Uh, true. There's some real every questions out there. Every, every four years, there's a there's a hurdle. I feel like, yeah. you know, the industry got around, you know, the L5P, or at least the start of getting around it, you know, Ish. with the HP tuners. Um, and now the Ford, I think, has stepped up to the plate, and they're like, <laughs> Here we go. So yeah. they're in another situation where it's locked out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. 2020 Ram, too, though, right? Nobody's tuning those yet. Didn't I just well, start seeing just, 2019 they, stuff? Yeah, they just got, I think they're just hitting. You can order them online. Okay. But I believe they're the same ECU as a 19. So gotcha. 19s are fully supported. So gotcha. no worries there. Okay. Now I think uh, 
Here's a million dollar question, right? And it was the last one that you didn't want to ask, but yeah. this is like a, a group, a group thing. What do we all have in plan for 2020? <sighs> I am thinking two things for the show, okay. and, and I'd love to hear listener feedback. I'd love to hear feedback from you guys. I think we do one history uh, or deep dive, like research episode every month. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. Like, they're three to four hours of research. Yeah. It's another half hour, hour of outlining uh, to put it all together and make it, like, easy to understand. Um, but, and that's why I think we can't do those that often, but I think we can do one a month. Well, we've talked about, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff uh, of, of having, like, a meeting a month yeah. where we actually have, like, a whiteboard. We break everything down, and we are a little bit more prepared. Um, and then doing, you know, those deep type of uh, heavy content-based podcast a month i want to do more interviews like i i you know i know it's tough and i mean paul hats off to you because single-handedly you are the one that generally is able to uh to do we we got the right <coughs> the right oh, equipment yeah, for equipment phone for interviews now. now but i mean you know with all the engineers you know the gm ram so on and so forth like it would be really cool for that because it's like i know what we do in our r&d yeah right but there's a whole nother skew of R&D that takes place from the manufacturer, and it's just really cool to kind of get that inside scoop and understand how and what and, you know, how they decide what they decide and choose what they choose. How so. often do you hear mechanics hating engineers? It's uh, so cool yeah. to hear from engineers yeah. once in a while to be like, oh, wait, this is why they did all that yep. stuff. Like, you're right. It's not to make it easier to work on the car. It's to make it easier to own the yeah. car. Yep. Yeah. Uh, things like that. Yeah, that's a good point. And, um, and, and, and a ride along in the burbs, so I don't sound like <laughs> shit. Um, J-Bone? Yeah, J-Bone, what do you want to do this year? Dude, uh, <coughs> I don't know, man. I like the events. Maybe maybe we can go to Alaska. So More events? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. J-Bone wants to do more events. I like it. All right, yeah, I, I think one history or, like, deep dive research-based episode a month. Uh, I like the idea of more interviews. I like the idea of J-Bone going to more events. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how many more I want to do. Um, he just said the fat goose egg. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I threw you under the bus. <laughs> right, yeah. No no need to tell them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, It. Uh, I, I think that'll be a really interesting year. Anybody you guys got on the hit list that you want to see come on the show? Anybody you guys are like, man, we really need to go get – I'll tell you right now, I want somebody from Ford. I'm really looking for a Ford yeah. engineer who has something to do with trucks to come on the show and talk to us. Um, I, mean, I think, you know, you kind of hit it earlier with uh, getting KJ on just to have a better understanding of the whole inner workings with uh, Truck Trend and Diesel Power Mag. Yeah. You know, something, you know, the Diesel Power Magazine has been something that I grew up with getting into the diesel industry for years. I remember back in 07, 08, you know, flipping through those. So that was kind of a hard pill to swallow. Um so that would be good, you know, yeah. for me. I, I, you know, I really like when you when we interview engineers or someone like essentially like someone giving us quarterly advice on what's happening. Like if Nick's on, I really enjoy hearing it because when he's on the mic, he tells us a lot more than when we're, you know, in the office <laughs> with him and whatnot. You know what would also, also be good is to get a like an EPA agent. Yeah. You know, I think I'd love to hear from him. That'd be you know just. A, not in a combative way. I just no. really would love yeah, to hear no. from him. I'd I mean, love to hear. What, I mean, one, the guys who work at the EPA are employees. Yeah. They're not, like, most of them are not crusaders. So, like, I would just love to hear, like, what is it like? What does it involve? Yeah. Why? Right? Yeah. Like, just why is this all happening? Okay. I think those are all, for me, 
at least. I mean, that'll motivate me to keep the show going and, you know, do what I do on a daily, yeah. you know, weekly basis. Hey, if you lose motivation, you're replaceable. Me I and Justin, we're here forever, but you, we could hey, dime a dozen. Damn, we've oh. all been here for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, well, for today. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. For today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And Justin Tyson. Welcome to the new year, guys. Or not. Fuck. I fucked that one up. Yep. Damn it. Can you please just edit that? <laughs> no. <laughs> God, you're such a pile of shit. <laughs>